0: Bonjour, everyone, and welcome to the 107 podcast with myself, Jacob, and my co-host, Ash. Uh, Don't worry, we won't be saying any more French words, because otherwise we might get picked up by Netflix. Uh, Their French obsession in this year's Drive to Survive was incredibly disappointing, uh, considering the ridiculous amount of storylines that weren't told. Um, And so, as you can tell, we weren't the biggest fans of this year's or this season's episodes. Um, a little prerequisite. Uh, I'm 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 poorly, um, so if you can tell, my voice is a little bit different, um, and I may have to cough randomly. So I do apologise. Uh, and Ash, don't will feel eat. sorry for him. No, don't do feel, not sorry feel sorry for, for it. <laughs> um, don't feel sorry for me at all. Um, it's my own fault uh, that I got sick because I didn't have enough Actimels. Um That's essentially what happened. So, <laughs> it's a, it's <laughs> so lack of a vitamin D in Denmark. He, literally, honestly dying when i say die i am dying no I'm kidding uh okay. so ash will be leading uh the conversations um uh, but obviously i will chime in as much as my my throat slash voice allows like solo, solo podcast this time well yeah kind of <laughs> uh but yeah so we're obviously here to talk about drive to survive ash why don't you go through uh we'll go episode by episode and talk about you know how bad or good they were because there were some good episodes some not so um
1: it it started off well dipped in the middle kind of got a little bit better towards the end kind of like aston martin season but Mm. speaking of aston martin they were the topic of the first episode where it talked about lawrence and his ideas for the team a lot of focus on lance uh with his accident and i mean if anyone watched the opening five to ten minutes there is a lot of memes and a lot of jokes going around about lawrence (laughs) straw being the bond villain like literally when he's next on drive to survive just give him the white cat and he's got it um the whole like mr stroll doesn't like this and just coming in on a yacht that was just do you know what if anyone thinks (laughs) that like drive to survive is not as scripted as they think it is this is just like you know what like Lawrence just just coming on a yacht you know and just and then through on here right oh I would be there and say this and say that and we'll make it look all natural um I thought it was a good episode um it showed a more human side actually of Lawrence Stroll when he was talking about his son Lawrence. um but not really too much on Fernando well, maybe because Fernando didn't want to do too much uh, not really too much on the massive leap that they made. I don't think there was enough emphasis on them from what they were last year to this year. Um, and we'll talk about it more throughout the episode on the narratives that drive to survive push, but a lot of missed potential there. But I definitely think it showed a, uh, a different side to Lawrence Stroll and Lance as well, because I think we, we've said it before, Lance gets a lot of unnecessary hate
0: yeah i think for me it was one of the better episodes in this season and even then it wasn't it wasn't great it didn't follow aston martin further on in the season um and it didn't really show like the entirety of their success like i know that the first episode usually just focuses on preseason, and like you know everyone's back for back yay um but i mean other than that Eh? But it was still nice to see a, and get a little bit of backstory around Stroll and what happened to him and stuff like that. So it was okay. it was a decent enough episode. I think that and then maybe the. Um, oh, the. Where is it? Blah, well, blah, blah, blah. blah. I, the, other, thought, the episode with Liam Lawson in. Um, thre, I, I thought three's a Crowd. DeVries Those one. were my favourite episodes.
1: I thought the Nick DeVries one was quite good. The, yeah. the Mercedes one was quite interesting as well. Um, and yeah, that's Ashley um, yeah, I mean, I, I understand, like, we don't know what goes into making drive to survive. Um, the wonderful people on Instagram mentioned, well, Carlos mentioned that they only spend a few weekends with the team. They obviously have to in advance pick which race they think will be good for which team, but I just feel like there's just so much missed opportunities, like Okay, uh, maybe try to have some more interviews with the team. Again, if it was me, I'd have interviews four times throughout the season. Right at the beginning, you know, like a first quarter, second quarter, and at the end of the season. Yeah. So then you can interview Fernando, Lawrence, and Lance at the end of the season and talk about Brazil, talk about what happened, etc. Rather than trying to build everything up in one weekend or the amount of time you have it. And I understand it's difficult with drivers and. Someone like Lawrence Charles is probably extremely busy, but I think a lot of this criticism has been made for the earlier seasons, and it doesn't seem like they take it on and say like, okay, should we try something different? Because right now they're in season six. No one's going to watch season six and get into Formula One. They're probably going to start from season one. So the, the the viewers now are existing Drive to Survive uh, entries into Formula One and Formula One fans. So We'll, we'll touch on it at the end, but um, I thought the next episode was quite interesting around Nick Um Yeah,
0: the 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 conversation that he had with Adrian Newey on the boat was so. Oh, odd. that was with, so awkward. So like awkward. him, Sergio, yeah. and Adrian. It's yeah. It, it's it like you know
1: when you good. see the you see the big boss and you just try to impress him cause, for a promotion kind of thing. It was my take from it, and also the. Um, when he was confused on the steering wheel, which was the tyre button. i was like, come on, Nick, you should know this by now. That was at Monaco, that's what four or five races in. You should yeah. know this by now. You're on the sim. Um, and obviously, we have no idea the skill that Nick DeVries has in driving the car, but you should remember those kind of things. But uh, it, it was just... Oh, gosh. It was also...
0: How, how should I? Uh, to be fair, this, so the storyline within this episode was actually pretty good. It followed Nick DeVries. It didn't, I don't think it, and it did justice. As well. uh, yeah, but I don't think it did justice in sort of like showing how good Nick DeVries actually is because I mean, he's he's a Formula E champion um, and he had an incredible junior career. Um, yeah. He's a very decorated driver. Um, and so I don't think it did justice to his skill level. Um, and his success as a driver Um, but it was also very interesting obviously seeing how uh, Daniel Ricciardo got his opportunity again um, based off the wet weather test um, at Silverstone um, and how that all that all came about Um, I think that that was super interesting Um, and I think that I personally I don't I didn't think that Nick was gonna you know set the world alight within that seat I don't think he was really given enough time or at the very least, I don't think he was helped enough. And I think that the, the lure of Daniel Ricciardo was too tempting for the management in and around uh, AlphaTauri and Red Bull itself as well. So I think that's partly one of the reasons, like, you know, he was let go essentially. Um, But the episode itself, I feel like, again, this one was reasonably good. um, And it's, it's just, I'm saying reasonably good, but it's still just, okay was interesting enough i feel like this for me personally this entire season was the worst season we've had since since launch um also in episode one going back slightly fake radio messages oh russell's struggling already he hadn't even got into turn one how on earth is he struggling already it's stuff like that where it's just it just makes me go why because and this is where like i understand that the producers have you know a certain amount of weekends that they can go to, they only have a certain amount of camera crews, they only have a certain amount of like time with drivers, team principals within the factories, within the like team HQs and stuff like that. But at the same time, they manage to mess it up almost every single year. And I don't I honestly I'm starting to ask the question at the moment, like, are they doing it on purpose? Cause it's it's ridiculous. Um, however this was one of the stories that they should have followed and they actually did they follow it up later on in the season obviously with um uh, daniel ricardo's injury and liam lawson coming in and stuff like that and i honestly felt as though those two episodes should have gone back to back it almost could have been a two-parter because it went over the entire season as well um that might have been a quite interesting way to bring everything full circle and then also to you know talk about the fact that you know they've confirmed daniel for next year They're dropping dropping Liam. They could have even teased that obviously the team is going to change its name to RB and stuff like that. So I felt like that could have been a nice little change that they could have done. Um, And I don't think it would have impacted the rest of the series, to be honest with you.
1: I think this is where the forced narratives come into place. It's Mm. like, we're going to tell the story we want to tell, not the story that happened. And the Nick DeVries episode is a prime example of showing just how hard it is to drive these cars. Like you said, if they'd showcased, look how good Nick, which they did a little bit, but look how good Nick is. This is why he was given the seat. And then look at how difficult it actually is to drive these cars when it comes in. You know, the lack of testing that we talked about earlier should have been the story. And they kind of painted Nick out to be
0: like a bit of a,
1: you know, wet towel.
0: Yeah, I mean, who's, who's, who's his manager? I have no idea. It's, um, it's Toto Wolff. They have access it, to Toto Wolff. Why on earth couldn't yeah. they have asked Toto about the situation? Probably Toto's like, no, no it's, I haven't, I haven't he might have said but no. That, he might have said no, but I'm just asking that question.
1: But that that's where, you know, there's, the real story to tell is, look how good this driver is. He's coming, and the pressure of Formula One, the skill it takes to drive these cars, shows that no matter where you come from or what you've done, if you don't perform you don't perform and maybe if they could have touched on why you found it difficult as well yeah would have been really good to give people like myself and you via as insight into just like what goes into these cars oh absolutely like yeah. So, yeah yeah um under then pressure. the next one was under pressure with uh the papaya team of mclaren yeah uh Again, one of those ones where like they're making people out to say things, to do things, and they had that initial. Some uh, like they had the initial conversation. Oh, okay, let me let me just uh, let me start again. Zach Brown does not get enough credit, and I've said this before: does not get enough credit.
0: Yes, yeah. I I remember saying earlier on last season, maybe around episode nine or ten, um, around Baku. I want to say actually um on the podcast i said i don't know how good of a job he's actually doing because we were still like not really seeing results things the questions were starting to get asked of of him and the leadership and the whole of mclaren essentially um and then they obviously come back post summer break and completely wiped the floor with everyone's expectations um and smashed it essentially so i would like to apologize to mr mr brown um but also i think that he doesn't get enough credit, but neither does Andrea Stella. Neither does anyone in that new leadership setup that they have at McLaren well, as well. I,
1: I think uh, with Andrea, he likes to be
0: behind the scenes. He does, yes. He's, he's, he's full he's credit to him. To yeah. be
1: like in front of the camera and do the talking. Um, yeah. And I do think Andrea is like... They had a an interview with him on Sky Sports last year, and it was really good. But the initial meeting with the CEO of McLaren was... Again, I don't know how much is staged. It's like, oh yeah, we're gonna have an important meeting between like the big bars, so which yeah, like, when... the cameras and what's really, yeah. what's really said and what's shown is different. But like, it, it, like you can see, it's like, look, we've got to perform, And then you had the meeting with the sponsors.
0: That was like what that. I was just about to talk about. Yeah, that felt really staged and horrible.
1: Yeah, yeah, that felt like they had the actual meeting and they're like, look, can you just stay yeah, talk about? Yeah. And OKX is there and all that. But again, like he's got to. Get the team performing well, he's got to keep the sponsors happy because obviously, essentially, they're funding the team as well. And you know, it makes our oh, Lando's disappointed, Lando might leave, Lando's this, and Lando's that. And just like,
0: I mean, to be fair, um, there was some rumor, chatter, whatever you want to put, yeah, there were around all Lando leaving. Yeah. And Christian Horner literally said during Drivers Survive we always keep an eye on, we're constantly keeping an eye on Lando Norris for good reason, right? So I think that they're also just playing on that rumour as well, which honestly, that's the sort of drive to survive things that I would expect. So that didn't annoy me or whatever. What annoyed me that was missing from this episode is that they talked about Britain. They didn't talk about how Oscar realistically only lost out on a podium because he had a bit of an odd safety car slash... Um, pit stop situation. Um, they missed Oscar Piastri's sprint race and pole, uh, and they missed the uh, the Japanese Grand Prix where they had a double podium for the first time in a hell of a long time. I believe actually the first time since twenty twenty one Monza where Daniel Ricciardo won a race. So and, and that's part of the situation or like part of the thing where it's just like they could have carried on talking about that. They don't need or didn't need to have a camera crew there to have Will Buxton say, and McLaren carried on with their dominance. They went into the second half of the season and they picked up more Constructors' points than Red Bull. Uh, and then over the top of him talking, you could have replays of Japan. You could have um, uh, them celebrating with the trophies where they kiss it and it changes colour, even though Max said he got that, but you get my point. Like They could have had stuff like that. They could have shown like second half of the season driver standings, and they could have shown how much they they had gone off compared to the first half of the season. So, especially the stuff in Qatar with, with Piastri, like he's the most successful rookie since Hamilton. Like and they, they didn't they mention have, it. Like it, they, that's what that's where my annoyance started to creep in because I was expecting them to cover it, and they didn't. They, they have
1: access to all the Formula One feed. They have access to the exactly. team radio. So they can bring in that footage and, okay, we can't get the team, but let's, like you said, have Will narrate, say, mm. this is what happened in Qatar. This is what happened in yeah. X race and Y race. And that's why I was saying before, it's like maybe spread out the interviews throughout the season, mm. but it's just like, Right, we've only got this. What story can we yeah. make out of it? And every single person is like, you don't need to make up a story.
0: Literally, like, yeah. Everyone. One, one thing actually. Let's let's um, uh, let's segue a little bit because we did have a few. You talked about the interviews during Drive to Survive. We did have two new interviewees uh, join Drive to Survive this year, and we had uh, Claire Williams, who I was really, really happy to see come back. I really like Claire. Um, and it was really, really lovely to see her come back and give some, some insight as, a, as an ex-team principal, which is super, super insightful. Then we also had Danica Patrick, who I, the less we talk about her, the better, in complete honesty. Um, but it, I saw a statistic from uh, a Women in Motorsport, I want to say is the account, whatever it was, and they said that women talking on the show only made up 3.1% of the entire season. That was it. Wow. Three point one. How? How on earth is it? Like when when I was expecting, because I saw they were trying to calculate how much talking time they were actually like on scroll screen time they had. Right, I was predicting maybe twelve percent, but it was three point one. And even so then, twelve percent is they low. Danica Clay Williams and Susie Wolf. Susie Wolf. sorry, they did also have Su- Susie Wolf, but they, she's been on previous years, so I mean, yeah. yeah. Oh, I'm just assuming that that's who they include. Yes. I think this is where,
1: uh, obviously, it's a popularity thing and stuff. It's obviously, yeah. you know, even us would like to say, hey, we do, what the reason we watch Drive to Survive is there's hidden nuggets there's behind the scenes, right? But I think if I'm F1, FIA, FOM, Formula One Academy, I'm doing a Drive to Survive for F1 Academy. That's what they should do. Mm. And look how much the sport grew with the first season of Drive to Survive. Yeah. Look at now what you can do with F1 Academy. Okay. And that's then also a prime example of like, like, let's get, you know, women into like the TV shows and like cameras and my friends and all that fun stuff, right? Whereas I know I'm not saying that this is the entire Netflix crew, but everything we see of like everyone is just like oh, yes, yeah. men and a thing. Yeah. So if I'm Netflix. Uh, okay, let's do Drive to Survive with Formula One Academy, I think.
0: And let's open up I, the creation of the show to female creators. I would have absolutely loved if they had done an entire episode on F1 Academy. That would have been absolutely incredible, especially because they had two episodes on Alpine, which I would argue is one of the least popular teams on the grid. And the storylines that they had during those episodes could very easily have been put to one. That's all I'm going to say. But so, with with this, and I would like to address part of the reason why people don't like Danica, and she has said things such as, she described F1 as a masculine sport and something that is, and I quote, not normal in the female mind. Explain that one to me. Um, uh, which felt, which essentially gave some viewers... Um, uh, or they felt as though it was discouraging towards young girls who want to get into the sport. Um, and for me personally, um, I just think that there are so many better other female representatives um, within the sport. Like you've got Laura Winter, who works with Will Buxton. She is phenomenal at her job, and I don't know why Danica was picked over her. That I, I, I don't I fully think- understand that. They, they usually have like
1: Jenny Gow, but I believe she's uh, recovering from uh, a medical condition. Yes. So yeah, I, I think, honestly, this season, the theme seemed to be invest in Formula One was the theme, right? It was like Zach Brown and the sponsors turned it around. Hey, look how mm. good it is. And the, the separate Alpine episode just seemed to be like, look at all these people that have invested in Formula One. You yeah. Should as well is what it was. Um, it's very odd. So, like really yeah. odd. So The next episode was one of your favorite teams, Haas and Williams. <laughs> I love Haas uh, and I
0: love Williams as well. So, this is this is this was a James good Vals. episode. <laughs> ja- Mark, I'm sorry, I'm gonna have to grow James Vowles's ego massively right now because I, uh, I am about wait. to call this man an absolute legend. Absolutely, I love James Vowles, love him, he's brilliant. I love it, he's so good.
1: He's, he? he's so like the guy's like, if in panic. He's got that voice that calms you down. I want to ask you though, how awkward was the scene of him walking in just saying "morning" to everyone? I, was like, I, I quite like that. Was that really it, needed? No, no, I, liked I like that. Was that really needed? It's like, "morning"? Morning.
0: I liked it. like it. Look, no, I think I, like, I, d- I felt it was just a little bit awkward and forced. I don't know what it might have been, there. but for me, I didn't. I thought it was absolutely fine. For me, he has so much gravitas, you know, which is a word I very rarely use. But he just there's something about him that gives me belief that Williams are going to start climbing back up. Because like, he, right. he believes it. That's what he believes it. And you. I think that, that that energy is something which Williams desperately needed. Now, I did just talk up Claire Williams as well, but I mean, like, maybe just that change of mindset. But I think that, uh, like, would have benefited them. But also, is um, it Joss Capito? Joss Capito? Good job, John Jos yes, Capito. Yeah, that was it, Jos Capito. Um, just, again, I'm sick, bear with me. Um, but I feel like he laid the groundwork to do really, really well. And then having James come in as well, it just, it it feels like Williams are definitely on the up, especially in comparison to Alpine, where they allegedly have engineers liking tweets and social media posts about alpine engineers jumping ship and not doing very well allegedly which is hilarious um but i just think that that you know that rising from the ashes because williams i mean they won the championship most recently in 1997 the driver's championship i can't remember if they won constructors but they won drivers um with villeneuve so like they're not complete dog water like they have history they have pedigree and to see them almost as like a rising phoenix is so wonderful to see. So I really genuinely wish them all the best. So that's enough of building them up. Um, I thought it was a brilliant episode. It gave a really good insight. And then also in comparison, it had Haas who have sort of like, you know, they've been in down the mud. They've had like, you know, not so great drivers. And now they've got a great driver pairing. And I genuinely believe a great driver pairing with um, with Nico and with K-Mag. Um, and that felt quite positive as well, up until where their upgrades were slipping and slipping and slipping and then it turned into more talking around obviously um, uh, Gunther as well. Um, it was a bit of a shame that at the end of the episode all they did was just go, Gunther's contract was not renewed for 2024 and then end of the episode and that was it. That was a bit odd. It was The ending felt felt very flat.
1: I think they missed uh, a trick as well considering the Nick DeVries episode of yeah. Logan Sargent because I think, again, with how we're talking about James vows, that's a great insight into like, here's someone who's struggling. We've heard the team radios between Logan and James and conversations in the background. That's a great, it's like, okay. let's see how we, let's see how we manage this, so right? Because that's yeah. a tough situation yeah. to be in a team principal where obviously they've got the external investors in Donaton and the sponsors. Mm. They've got a driver that's not performing on one that is. What does James do? Does he succumb to pressure? Does he think, I can save this? How is he going to treat that with Logan? And Mm. what's Logan's mental state? And how's Logan feeling? logan got barely
0: any screen time.
1: Yeah. That's the kind of thing that I think people will find
0: interesting, right? Rather than the the fake radios and all that. It's also odd Um, as well because Logan is American and they're trying to grow (laughs) the audience in America. So why wouldn't they have some sort of interaction or some sort of coverage of Logan? That felt really odd as well during that episode.
1: the only thing I could think is if they weren't, I say, we're not going to do it. It's that like Logan, like Max, that said no. Because yeah, maybe. I, see, I maybe. see what you do. And he's probably like, I'm not performing. I definitely don't want to be talking. He to didn't everybody. want to
0: be Nick DeVriesed.
1: <laughs> exactly. <laughs>
0: but, maybe that was and it. And
1: another thing that shows how uh, fixed Drive to Survive, not fixed in the terms of like, you know, but Drive to Survive is, is where literally Alex Albon said, this is exactly what's going to happen. Daniel Ricciardo is going to come this, and they're yeah. going to do that Daniel Ricciardo's going to have this and they're going to show this and they're going to have this and they're going to have this and it literally played out exactly
0: I, I wanted to do an edit of Alex talking and then put the video in <laughs> over the top <laughs> well it's like you said in
1: the previous one like he had the spin and then there was the dramatic pause closing on Christian closing on his family team radio and all that and it's just literally yeah just had a little spin that was it yeah. and then just went and put it like potentially second if he was in uh, if he was in the race, so yeah, yeah. I mean, honestly, like that, again, I said we, the only reason we watch Drive to Survive is for those tiny little nuggets of information we wouldn't have seen. Yeah, I'm not really too
0: fussed about it next year. Kind of thing. I wasn't. I um, wasn't about it either. I think that for for a lot of F1 fans, when Drive to Survive drops, oh, that means the season is back. That's what yeah. it means. And there are some some like you know little nuggets of information that you can pluck out from there as well um and my my girlfriend shari she watched it with me and she said it was okay like she didn't say oh that was really good or anything else. she was just like yeah it was okay and she started to slowly grow and become a bit more of a fan um over the last year or so but <laughs> her as a casual fan saying oh it was okay didn't honestly exactly the, give it much the either best ones well.
1: and i i totally understand why they don't do this anymore was when they had the driver briefings. Do you remember they put the driver? Ah, uh, okay. yeah. So that good. is yeah. the
0: content that yeah. we are looking for. It's almost like then. episodes of The Office. That's what yeah. it's like. Um, which yeah. is bloody hilarious because in episode ten, Alonso looking directly at the camera laughing. it, it yeah. was just so good. Like that's what we want to see. Like, we we don't just that know. these drivers are human. We want to see the human side of them. We don't want to see made up rubbish stories about X Y Z. Like we don't care. Which
1: also I don't even understand from a PR perspective
0: because. But yeah.
1: anyways, uh, we we segued quite a lot there. Uh, yes. The next episode was around the Alpine Civil, Civil War. sure. apparently, we... Esteban and Pierre Gasly are the worst enemies at oh, the How
0: how funny was it when they did go karting <laughs> and Ocon <laughs> spat out? How funny that? Oh, <laughs> it was that? So good. <laughs> yeah, so <laughs> it was good. Like, uh, oh, the... yeah i also i saw a photo over the weekend as *Driver to Survival was you know like the episodes were being watched and um yeah. it was uh ghastly winning in some karting championship and in second place was ocon but it was just a photo of ocon crying on the podium <laughs> <laughs> so it was just because obviously they they've been rivals rivals since they were kids um and the the not animosity but the rivalry there and like their relationship was obviously in tatters and I think that they tried to make more of a story out of it and tried to say that you know the performance on the racetrack was because of this rivalry between them and that was really odd because it just wasn't like and then also when they were like oh we want to they've detention attention and then they're going to get rid of um we're, I'm going to talk about both Alpine episodes at the same time because we might as well um, yeah. But then, obviously, um, once they get rid of, uh, what's-his-face, Otmar, Otmar at the Belgian yeah. Grand Prix, um, and then talking about how, like, the next race, they did really, really well. And oh, it was just because Otmar was gone. No, it, it wasn't. It was pure damn luck. Like, <laughs> it. what are you talking about? And then, them again, talking, This forced narrative. Like, and then, obviously, Pierre's podium in the in the netherlands as well um which was obviously was not pure down like that was purely pierre saying i want to pit now for these tires and it was him using his wheel knowledge and his driver knowledge as one of the best drivers in the world to know exactly when to come into pit for to um change for inters and when to change for, for drives that's what got him that podium not the rest of the team not their strategy he decided to pit at those points. And it was like built up as like this amazing thing that Alpine had done. It was like, no, it was pure luck and Ocon and, and uh, Gasly knowing when to pit. Because Ocon was in 10th. He did almost they've nothing. Used, he just survived. Also they've, also, they've used so much fake team radio yeah.
1: throughout all of Try to Survive. I don't even know what's real. Anymore. I don't know what's real. I don't even know. Either, like, yeah. like, you, like you said in the episode one, the whole George Russell... And uh, yeah, You can hear them shifting gears when they're, like, flat out on a straight. And you're just like, what? Why? This is exactly why teams don't want to talk to you. Why, like, Max staff yeah. doesn't want to do an episode. Because everyone was talking about, like, they didn't talk about Max's dominance. It's like, probably because Max Verstappen is like, this is the bullshit that they, yeah. they'll probably pay me out to be someone who's, like, super ruthless and hates everything and does this and does that. And it's just... Oh, gosh, yeah. And again, that, again, that Cellevee episode uh, also um, was just like, hey, invest in Alpine. Because hey, look, look Ryan Reynolds. Yeah, like, Reynolds. Look, They made changes, and now they got successful. And,
0: no, like, it, it's just, uh... but also, they made changes, and then us knowing that this was happening during testing, that obviously these episodes were coming out, and Alpine are in the mud. So... It it's just so stupid. It really is stupid. Like, don't get me wrong, it's not that I didn't want to see Alpina's Battle Drive to survive, but they very easily could have condensed it all into one episode and you know, made it a bit better in terms of quality. It just was odd. Really odd. Well the
1: next episode I thought was one of the better ones because we got to see more of Lewis Hamilton.
0: Yes, Leap of Um... Faith. This was around uh, Hamilton's decision to sign a one plus one year deal uh, with Mercedes.
1: Yeah, and I I love the fact that he kind of went a little bit rogue and said, look, I gave feedback on the car. I said it wasn't good. Turned around, didn't listen to me. And then a few races in, they're like, oh, actually, you know, you're right. Yeah. And I like how he didn't really mince his words. No.
0: But I, 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 honestly don't blame him, because no. as somebody who, oh, at work, for me personally, the amount of times where I have to go, I bloody told you, or have to stop myself from saying, I told you so, is insane. Um, and so when you're Lewis Hamilton and you get the chance to be like, I told you so, take it. Don't blame you whatsoever. Honestly, um, yeah, agreed. especially when so, you build you build a dog of a car essentially compared to (coughs) compared to where you're used to as well um yeah don't blame you um but i think for me that episode was very insightful um but it made lewis Hamilton look like a bit of a knobhead (laughs) which i don't think is the case like it, uh, it painted him in a very odd way and i didn't like that well, the talk between Toto and Lewis... Now,
1: I'm sure that... Obviously, they do want to put the conversation discussions up, probably. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I was sure that that conversation is a lot longer than it was. But that just felt, felt so awkward. Mm. And they're just, like, staring. It's like, you know, you could be here for, like, you know, seven years. And you say, like, oh, you've got 20 years. I haven't. And they're just staring at each other. Like, yeah. these people, they, they've known each other for years. That's just, Properly just that years, point. yeah. It just doesn't seem like they would have that, but... Yeah, you know, and uh, but yeah, it was actually a decent episode because of Lewis and uh, the difficulties that they have. And I love the fact that Lewis basically come comes out Yeah, my eighth title was stolen. <laughs>
0: yeah, that was that was <laughs> I, when he said that, my jewel dropped. I was, like, wow. I was like, Yeah, I'm gonna reclaim my eighth, reclaim, like... <laughs> reclaim my eighth. That is yeah. a direct quote, that is outrageous, and that is literally like. Yeah, yeah. I but, don't get me wrong. Yeah. I kind of do want to see him reclaim it. I just I do. do. Uh, he deserves it, and I think that like we can talk about Abu Dhabi a lot, etc. Blah 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 blah. Right? Here's the thing: Max deserved to win the championship that year. Lewis deserved to win Abu Dhabi. That's the way it is. Like, I don't think either side can mm, argue no, with that. No, we we well, let's not have this discussion because that's that's my. I, I I
1: disagree. Right? The season is over. Twenty Was it 23 races then? Yeah. 22, 23 races. And it, the way it went in, Lewis would have won, or Max would have won, as.
0: Yeah, no, I know. I, Max I... made mistakes, Lewis made
1: mistakes. Max had crashes, Lewis had crashes. But yeah. the whole thing's like, Lewis deserved to win the race. They, they both deserved to win the race, and both deserved to win the championship. And there was only one. But this is what we're, we're not really going to re- talk re- about this. We're, not, we can, look, we're already said All <laughs> this right. Is, this
0: um, is why we're a good podcast. We challenge each other. Yeah, yeah, that's good uh i like driving <laughs> i try to
1: survive <laughs> um, i like off on a i like forza ferrari but For... uh, if anyone actually i'm gonna say this mm-hmm. gunter has now been replaced by frederick moussa fred is fucking a i love fred fucking... i love, fred. I love fred. his sense of humor brilliant his uh, everything is just brilliant I-, I love that in the um Team, uh, team principal press conference where he was getting pushed by Tisa, and oh, getting pushed Oh, the Yeah, um, and he's like,
0: "No, I'm not talking about." Uh, it. This was going to say it. at Vegas. Yeah, yeah. No, but yeah, like Fred yeah. was angry, and this is what yeah. one of the and things I like that it. I like that. Yeah, I loved it, but this is one of the things that it comes back to for me is that we want to see the human side of the sport, and that was a very human reaction. Ferrari were yeah. screwed over. There's no other way of putting it. Um, it it's very much is a it is what it is type case but you can, yeah, you're because, still more than welcome to be angry about it um, and, and, and considering what
1: happened in the race because yeah. it was literally Charles versus the two Red Bulls yeah. besides for them they would have yep. been a totally different been, race
0: could've, they could have won the race
1: well, yeah. You never know. Alone. They also they didn't really touch
0: on Singapore much, did they? No, didn't touch on Singapore either. Just like the master class really. of the They didn't talk yeah. about the, the driver radio though, where it was just like, oh Lando's within DRS. It's like, I know I'm giving him DRS. Like that was insane. Yeah. We we posted actually a meme, which by the way, guess how many likes this meme is sat at right now? On our podcast, social media, Instagram channel, we posted a meme, right? We have almost one thousand six hundred followers, right? But there's a perspective. How many likes do you think this meme got? The photo. Uh, I think it's nineteen thousand. It's so 18,189 eighteen thousand one hundred and eighty-nine yeah. as of recording. Like, and it was essentially like Netflix loving Alpine, and then Max's domination and Koto drama slightly drowning, and then dr- <laughs> properly drowned at the bottom was McLaren double podium, Piazza sprint race and pole, Mercedes in Qatar, which how on earth wasn't that touched on whatsoever. The battle in Qatar between the two Mercedes drivers and them coming to get them crashing. And then also Check and second half Checos. Chequens? <laughs> I'm sick. I'm so sorry. Checo second half of 24 as well. well. But even in the comments, people were like leaving out McLaren's post-summer break performances and Carlos, it's on purpose moment in Singapore is just wrong. Um, a minute of silence for all of them, including me, who thought Mercedes at Qatar is going to be a lit episode. Not giving us Checo versus Alonso battle that was decided by a split second was insane. And and this is the thing. Not giving a, us anything on Checo. Nothing on Checo yeah. whatsoever. Uh, and it, it, it's just so disappointing. But really, yeah. really disappointing. Um, and look, I, I I understand that some
1: drivers and some teams don't want to do it. Yeah. And they want to limit the information. But mm. I don't know if you've heard of this guy called Floss on YouTube. No. So he does... It, essentially, he kind of done like the Silver War video. Have you heard of that? Mm. Like Nika. So he did that, right? Now you have to think that this person's doing it with just the footage he's been given and the interviews and the racing, and he managed to make a really good story out of it's it. It's
0: very good. That
1: documentary so is it, it, it is doable with, and if you think the access of Netflix app, just not even interviewing people, right? And if they can't get the drivers, they've got okay, they've got some foreign media personalities that they can bring in. It's like I don't know what goes into making Try to Survive, and I'm not going to say it's this, it's that, because behind the scenes, everything's a lot harder yeah. than it looks, but after six seasons of the same shit, yeah. you just got to think to yourselves, like, wh- what are you doing?
0: Like, what actually are you doing? <coughs> yeah, I think uh, for for me, hold on, what, this, this is what it boils down to for me, right? Oh gosh, the, the keyboard is clicking away. Right, so, so, hold on, i oh, what? Uh, I'm. <coughs> I'm not. I'm not very. I'm not very well. Right. So, according to Google, Netflix is currently worth, on like market capitalization. Blah 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 blah. All right. They are worth two hundred and fifty nine billion with a B, with a big old capital B. Right. Yeah. You're telling me you can't afford one extra film crew for a production.
1: Excuse me, that's how they stay worth 259 billion. Excuse
0: me. You're telling me you can't just employ one more film crew, just one more editor, one more, you know, you'd be, you've got no money, have you? Is this why our subscription yeah. prices need to go up because you can't afford more <laughs> film crews? You've stupid, honestly, stupid. Um, uh, I'm going to say something. Oh, gosh. Give the rights to Prime. <laughs> Watch and run with it. Watch Amazon run with it. Guarantee you they'd make a better series. Guarantee it, and that's that's pr- Prime, who famously are particularly good at TV. And i think, also,
1: you have you have to remember,
0: um, apart from the interviews
1: like Fernando was doing, when you've got cameras on you, you no matter how it comes across, you never act natural. You no, never. Do. No, no, no. Of course not, because no. you know, like people are watching, and one little thing could get taken out of context, which yeah. it does with Netflix. Hundred percent. Um. So, because it's Drive to Survive, Mm -hmm. or DTS, where the D starts with Daniel, Daniel got his episode. He did. Or kind of got half an episode, where three's a crowd. He did, yeah. Where he came in and introduced the lovable, the amazing, and the best face ever when Carla signs tell them you're going to be hating the race by lap three, Liam Lawson, who... And I'm so glad that they did this. They talked about the story with his dad about going to yeah. school. Yeah, yeah. I say, try see you can do it, try to decide. That's the human side. Great you episode. Great
0: it. episode. Three to crowd. Yeah,
1: it was a really good episode. I really like Liam Wilson.
0: Yeah, and I yeah. hope to see him in the I, next. This season. this for me built up his stock even more for for me. Yeah. Um, great episode. Showed Liam in such a positive light, um, and showed that he arguably is just very unlucky the the current situation with Daniel and the seats that they have and stuff yeah. like that just shows it's very unlucky that you know that that there just isn't quite enough seats um yeah. but for me one way that you could have potentially have done a bit more in this episode is you could have talked about you know there aren't enough seats you've got you know four uh, three drivers for two seats right why was there zero mention whatsoever of Extra teams trying to join the grid because there were multiple stories from FIA control,
1: FIA control, probably a lot. Oh. I do not mention Andretti, <clears throat> do not mention this. It's literally, it'll be Liberty Media.
0: FIA has almost nothing yeah, to do with it. Sorry, it'll be liberty, liberty Media. media. Um, really they so, hardly touch on that. I mean, yeah, so, like, it's just, oh, this will create us in a bad light. Don't put it out there. Literally, yeah, because I think that that would have been one of the one of the things that you know would well, have would have been like, well, you know, like there are other teams trying to join the grid and blah blah blah. They didn't talk about you know Audi and the yeah. the stake thing. Well, Although to be fair, they might do that this year because they've had such a big rebrand in season seven of Drive to Survive. They might do an episode around um, which they are filming. By the yeah, way. they are filming. So season seven is confirmed. It is coming. But it would be okay. great for them to do an episode around um, stake and obviously. Office- Excuse me. And obviously, the issues that they're having. Well, considering Alfred, we're not in this episode at all. Yeah. In the season at all. Again, very, very odd. Um, Yeah, it's just there's just so many missed opportunities and missed windows. And I understand that there's only 10 hours of content that they could put out. But is it? Could they publish 12 episodes?
1: Well, here's the thing, right? Is I understand liberty media and fom have obviously want to paint themselves and the sport and it's gonna like and whatever they want to tell yeah the whole big thing of the last season was formula one are promoting their own race which is vegas right Yeah, they could have done an episode on what it takes to promote a race what yep. it takes to build the race yep. this is what we had to do this is how we had to work it out of vegas this is where we started years before that and that's really interesting so this was what goes into an mm, event because that would have been great i saw the dhl dhl did an episode mm-hmm. on it on what it takes to do all that and i'm like this is what people want to see this is what yeah. people want to know and they didn't touch on it at yeah. all like at all I, was like, I don't i don't understand it's yeah and i just i know mean, it's very disappointed with this season and uh hopefully actually i'm not hopeful that they'll
0: make some changes we we all know right that they're they're not gonna fix any of this stuff in season seven. So just expect more of exactly what we've gotten before. I think I just
1: hope someone just goes online, just picks the good bits out
0: and then just posts it and like, Hey, just watch this part.
1: That's yeah.
0: it. Yeah, that would be right. that would be great. But um any any other thoughts around Drive to Five? We've been chatting now for almost forty five minutes around around this. So do you have anything else? We've almost made it an entire Drive to Survive Five episode. Yeah. Uh, no, we need some,
1: some obvious Will Buxton quote or something like that to say, you know, to just finish it off. Well, <laughs> <laughs> why, why do you think what my thoughts are was disappointed with the season. There yep. was so many stories that if I obviously made waving a magic wand, I don't know the limitations. There's so many stories that they could have told over-reliance and overuse of the fake team radio was really. Russell struggling, yeah. <laughs> jog on. You know, and um, honestly, one of the reasons why I actually kind of like to watch it is I get to see Formula One in four K. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's like
0: so when they do have the racing scenes, wow, this is so well, nice. And, hey. They th- that's one of the things they used to have like a really good transition at some point during the episodes as well, and there wasn't a good transition once this season.
1: Oh yeah, because remember everyone said that the. Qatar lewis hamilton walk would be uh yeah. included on the show it wasn't even included
0: like Sorry. what's going on honestly stupid who knows uh your thoughts before we end up uh i don't really care at this point like i'm i'm done with with dts like i'll watch Are it you again done? next year i'll watch it again next year but like i i'm not expecting i have zero expectations now because i'm just constantly disappointed it just was uh, mad. I watched it from start to finish to prep for this episode. I think
1: next year I'm just going to pick and choose the episodes I watch.
0: I yeah, I think that if we didn't have this podcast, I probably wouldn't have binged it yeah. within like you know like a weekend. 100%. I probably would have watched like a random episode every now and again type thing.
1: Yeah, uh, I'll, but... I probably would like jump forward. I want to see the Ferrari one. I want to yeah, see the exactly,
0: yeah, um, yeah. So. Yeah, but there we go. Like, if if we didn't have this podcast, I probably wouldn't watch the next series, but I will because it gets clicks and views and watches and streams and whatever. So it's just one of those things we're gonna we're gonna talk about. Plus, it's it's something which is near and dear to a lot of F one fans' hearts, essentially. Uh,
1: and if anyone from Drive to Survive who makes a show is listening, if you feel that you're all. being criticised, yeah, of course they're not. I'm <laughs> just gonna say it anyway. If you feel the criticism is unjust and unfair, which it may be. Put out a show make a on trying to survive, and say this is how
0: we film it. This is what we're limited by. Just make about a better show. Ah, I'm not even kidding. No, I'm, I'm going to give them a chance to tell their story. <sighs> make a better show, lads. Come on. Like I said, honestly, give the give the rights to a different broadcaster and see how good it will be. Uh, if uh, Liberty Media and Netflix are like like that,
1: like that, like yeah, like Taylor, yeah. they're just they're just not going to. Eat. But- <laughs> we will end it there. Uh, thank you very much for listening. Uh, we mentioned our Instagram earlier. Please follow us on the socials. It's at the 107 pod. And YouTube. Threads. We're, we're, we're growing a lot on YouTube at the moment. YouTube. TikTok. Uh, I can't remember. Threads. TikTok. That that was the, the other one. Our, your preferred podcast platform of Spotify or Apple or wherever you listen to. And of course, we are on YouTube. But yeah, um, let us know your thoughts on Drive to Survive. What did you like? What didn't you like? If you could make some changes. If you were the director, what would you do? What stories would you tell? And yeah, we look forward to seeing what you say. On that, we will talk about Bahrain in our next episode. Uh, A little preview. And look forward to seeing you all soon. Cheers, everyone.